Just a kid from the neighborhood. We're all kids from a neighborhood. Take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. Turn my pillow to the fresh side. I fall asleep, oh sleepy eye. I don't dream big, just the right size. Modesty comes from mom's side. You ever heard of a soft touch? You ever heard of a finger roll? Little sun, little raindrop. And you watch this thing grow. Follow me like a firefly. At midnight and mid-July. Mixing blood and sweat and tears of joy. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless. Welcome back to another episode of Guzman's Gridiron presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia live from Coach Guzman's office. Different. Another week in the books, (laughs) Coach, and uh, we're on a four-game win streak. And as they say in the business, who doesn't love going streaking? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, um, I can't say enough about our kids, our coaching staff, um, the community. uh, They're supporting our kids, you know. Like I said, we're in a really, really nice situation, and um, you know, we just want to keep the uh, keep the train on the tracks and keep it rolling, man. Um, the kids have shown us that you know they're not satisfied with just you know a win; they want to get you know multiple wins in succession. So, um, and they're proving they can. Mm-hmm. They're proving they can, Kyle. So again, uh, kudos to our kids, kudos to the coaching staff, um, the community coming out and and really you know being behind and backing our kids. Um, so thank you guys. Thank you for doing that. Cause our kids are just, they're feeding off of that energy, which is beautiful. Especially, you know, the switch up in schedule. It's been Thursday night football, which yes. has been a lot of fun. Uh, and to just see the turnouts we've had, you know, for that Eastern game for Atlantic city this past week, uh, mm-hmm. has been so much fun. I think Thursday night lights Absolutely. has been a, a wild success with just the turnout, the band mm-hmm. coming out, cheerleaders, and just the performance on the field, back-to-back blackout games as well, yeah. which has been really cool. Uh, we'll start with Eastern because we didn't have an episode because right. we had our all-conference team voting, yes. which we'll also yes. get into as well. Uh, but to just quickly recap that game against Eastern, eerily similar in score. Yes. Uh, very similar in result, though. A, a big 21-19 <laughs> win against Eastern. Uh, weird, which huh? is just very strange. <laughs> it's very weird. 2019, the year before. 2119. It's called progress. <laughs> we got one percent better. Shoot. And and you know what? For a minute there, we we were thinking it's it's we're running away with this now. That's a good ball club. Mm-hmm. Our Eastern's a good ball club. Uh, you know, uh, good coach and 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 Lionel there and um. You know, he has them kids ready to play, so kudos to him and his coaching staff as well. To just see the resilience, too, to go up as much as it was, 21-6 at one point, and then right. to see the defense, you know, they gave up a score but didn't break. No. I thought that was super impressive, you know, in a playoff environment at the time and, you know, just trying to right. secure that home field advantage as well and, and to come out on top against a team that there's history there, obviously, right. from last season right. and – to just continue to build upon that, I thought the defense really was impressive in that game throughout most of it, and then the offense did their job. They put points on the board, Absolutely. came away with successful drives, fluid ball movement whenever they were on the field. I thought it was an overall great game start to finish in all three phases. Yeah, the um, the kids, again, you know, they just, they've been studying it up. They've been um, practicing at a, at a high level. Um, you know, they know what's at stake as far as it's not about, and I always say this, it's not about the record, all right? You know, you could be, you know, a six and whatever team and then come into somebody's house and, and that doesn't have that good of a record, but you wind up losing. So it, it's not always about the record. It's 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 about what has your team actually learned throughout the season and put together to finish the season. You know what I mean? Um, and I think our kids have, you know, we started out slow. Uh, we did. Um, we knew we were better than what we were we were showing people. Um, but once the uh, train on the track started rolling, I mean, it's just it's been a real good mm-hmm. good showing um, by our kids. So again, man, I can't be uh, I can't be uh, you know 
pleased enough to say that you know our kids are here and they're going they're going to keep playing and, and and achieving at a high level and i think you know this goes for both the eastern game for atlantic city which we'll touch on and then even pensock and eht to just see how comfortable i think everyone has gotten with tyrell at quarterback i feel like that has been one of the missing pieces early in the season where there was you know a bit of change at the quarterback position right. you go from gavin uh, to Jacob, and then Jacob gets injured. You throw Tyrell in the mix, and let's you know, let's see what you can do as one of our best athletes on the team. And right. I think he's really coming to his own, and I think the team has kind of just really rallied around him. Uh, I saw Patrick Gilbert, you know, when all the all-conference announcements were getting made, he said Tyrell at quarterback was the piece that put it all together. Right. And I think there's no better way to sum up this stretch that you guys have been on then Tyrell just continuing to get more and more comfortable at quarterback. And I mm-hmm. even uh, – I quote tweeted his announcement of being named to all-conference. You know, it's mm-hmm. very rare at the high school level I make a comparison to a pro player because you don't know what the expectation is. Right. But the way that Tank carries himself and the way he performs on the field, the way he is in the huddle, it's so eerily, eerily similar to the way Jalen Hurts carries the Eagles huddle, the way that Jalen Hurts plays the quarterback position. I see a lot of Jalen Hurts in Tank, and that's really cool to see at this stage of Tank's evidently young career. Um, You know, you don't know if he'll play quarterback at the next level or not, but to see just the composure factor is so impressive for his age. Uh, Tyrell Powell is a kid, again, that'll, you know, this is the type of kid you want to bring home. (laughs) Again, I, I always say him, Tyreem, you know, Pop. Uh, uh, all these guys, man, Noah, I can go on and on. These are kids that you, you want to just bring home. They, uh, they exude, you know, respect. Um, you know, they exude that, that, that quiet confidence, Mm -hmm. if you will. Um, and this guy is just, he's playing off the charts football right now. Um, whether it's his legs, he's utilizing, whether it's his arm, he's utilizing, I mean, He's a player. I've said it from the beginning. It was just a matter of time. Um, you know, and if we, you know, if we backtrack a little bit to the beginning of the season with this young man, you know, I respect my kids. I love my kids. And I'll give you a, a little inside information. I had asked Tank to be the guy, to be the quarterback of the team. Um, beginning, Okay. This man looked at me. He said, "Coach, I, I, I want to be a wide receiver." I said, "That's all I need to hear. You're a senior. You've earned everything to this day. Mm-hmm. You want to be a wide receiver? That's what you're going to be. I owe you that, so that you're comfortable in in whatever, uh, uh, you know, position that you are allotted and you pick. You want to be the uh the wide receiver for this team? You have that opportunity. And so we had to go ahead and we gave Gavin a, a go." Um, great arm, just a great football player, mm-hmm. um, you know. And there comes, you know, Jacob. Like I said, he was right nipping at his at his uh, at his heels. He comes in, gives us some good play there, and we kind of moved Gavin into tight end spot. Um, and then, you know, once the uh, the ship kind of was, <laughs> it was kind of going. Yeah, it was and... just kind of going in the water a little bit. It was taking on water and. Uh, and here comes, you know, Tyrell, and, and, you know, I go to him again. Hey, Tyrell, um, you know, we're in a situation. Do you mind, you know, picking up maybe where, where we left off mm-hmm. with you, you know? And he was like, Coach, I'll do whatever I, I got to do for the team. And I said, I appreciate that. And look now, you know what I mean? He's just a great kid, great athlete. And, again, I always say a better person than a football player. And, I mean – no better evidence of showing off his arm than this game against Atlantic City where towards the end of the first half, Rich and I are in the booth, Tank throws that ball up, and we're like, okay, and then puts it pinpoint to where only only Agent yeah. 7, Xavion Diaz, <laughs> yes. could come up with that ball. Yes. And the way Xavion was able to turn on an instant like the way he did, going up and then turning as quickly as he did and just, boom, here's wide open space, a 67-yard touchdown. That's one of the best throws I've seen from a Vineland High School quarterback in a long time. Um, So to give you some clarity on that story, 
um, you know, I'm on the headsets and, and coach, uh, Mike Wimbish and, and coach Dwayne Hendricks, they're on there. And, and it's like, you know, coach, what, you know, what are you trying to do? You know, you're trying to, you know, run past. I go, I go, listen, all gas, no brakes. Let's go high probability pass play to the outsides. That's all I'm asking. So you go in your bag of tricks, Mm -hmm. any pass play that's, that you're attacking the outsides and deep, I'm fine with. And there goes Coach Hendricks. Dials it up, calls it into Mike. Mike calls it into Terrell, and the rest is history, man. I mean, it was it was a gutsy call. <laughs> it was a gutsy call, but you know what? I'd rather put pressure on them mm-hmm. than us go in there one point ahead and we're kind of feeling good. Football's football, and as you can see, they scored right away right Mm -hmm. so i mean you know it took that effort and it took that that initiative to say you know what we're not going with the status quo of all right we're happy with one point lead no bombs away let's roll and we'll live with that as long as we follow what we've set forth throughout the whole week so we did and uh you know we threw the dice we threw the dice Colin. and it paid off and you've said that since the start of this winning streak when everything was you know coming into fruition with potential playoffs and everything right. and teams coming into to Vineland and you said you know we're not going to play scared no. we're going to you know put our chips in the middle of the table we're going to do things that early in the season we wouldn't have done yep. we're going to try it now because yeah. we've afforded ourselves that opportunity right. and that's what that entire Atlantic City game was that's what most of the Eastern game was yep. and to just see the way that all three phases have been clicking has been unbelievable the confidence that all three units both offense defense and special teams Mm -hmm. have been playing with as units not just individual players has been super impressive um each unit and their respective coaches are you know playing and coaching at an unbelievable tier man um again i can't you know be you know proud enough of my kids my staff um you know we're putting in the work we're putting in the work throughout the week and it shows come game day. There's no one that can say, oh, well, they were kind of the – no. This isn't your conventional, uh, you know, typical, okay, this team's just going to go ahead and kneel mm-hmm. it before the half. No. Let's roll and let's keep it rolling. Let's keep throwing the dice because at the end of the day, you're only as good as your last play. You're only as good as your last play. So I'll sleep on that play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they want to go ahead and – yeah, if they're going to say, oh, well, yeah, that play was a... – I'll sleep on that play because that was a great throw. And a great catch by that number seven, nicknamed uh, Agent Agent Seven. Agent right Seven, there. <laughs> there you go. See that Agent Seven? Now it's not a, uh, it's not what you think. All right, <laughs> yeah. it's Agent Seven. You want to talk about somebody who is known for catching those deep passes too, and being a deep threat? He's done this his entire varsity career. Yeah, this is nothing new for Xavion to go up and nope. pinpoint the ball like that. And I think it catches teams off guard. You know, he's not your typical six foot four no. wide receiver. Traditionally, that's a slot receiver with his size yes. and his speed. That's what you'd want in the slot. Right. But he uses his strength and his mental awareness beyond what any defensive back is even prepared for. Yeah. And can go up, pinpoint a ball on the outside, and take your best corner one on one. All day. And you feel comfortable doing that mm-hmm. ten times out of ten. Absolutely, uh, Kyle. Let me tell you something. Xavion Diaz is a straight baller, period. Um, when he gets the ball in his hands, you see the <laughs> – I mean, it's action time. Put the reel on him because he's going to make something happen. Um, the kid is just – he's dynamic in what he does. As you mentioned, he's not your typical number one receiver. Mm-hmm. He's not. He, well, he's 5'9 and a half, maybe squeezing 5'10 in there. Um, you know, he's about a buck fifty, buck fifty-five. But he makes up for all that size in the way he plays the mm. game. He, he plays like he's six. Yes, five. he goes for that ball. He's got leaping ability. He's got a beautiful vert, um, and his zero to sixties, great. And his hands have improved, absolutely year upon year since he's gotten that call up to varsity when he was a freshman. Freshman, and right. to just see like the way that he's improved at the wide receiver position, you see what he's taken from when he was a punt returner. Right. And using it as a receiver Seaver. with his hands, and that's been super fun to watch too. Is just his development of just utilizing his hands to his ability, to his great as one of his greatest strengths that he has, yes. and just going up and getting the ball, and not letting anybody else 
be where the ball is other no. than him. Um, and, 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 you know, being so that, again, you alluded to the fact that his, you know, uh, kickoff returns, punt returns back when he was younger, um, he loves playing in tight spaces. So when you think you have him, you better guess mm-hmm. again. He'll make a move, and the slightest move gets you off of your tackling angle. He's gone. He is gone. Because um, that kid looked like he could just – Yep. Right? We didn't know <laughs> who caught it at that moment, where it was on the field because it was yeah. far side. Yes. And it's up in the air one-on-one. You don't know who's coming down, down with, with that. It. And you don't know if it got broken up, if it, you know, mm-hmm. falls out going to the ground. And then you just see Xavier turn on the burners, and it's like, oh, he got okay. it. <laughs> it was him. It was him. Um, yeah, he just – he makes people miss in tight spaces, and that's why, again, we have zero problems. He's one-on-one. Let's see where the – it's a 50-50 ball. Mm-hmm. Is your number one D-back going to get it, or is our number one receiver? And I'll put the chips on Xavion all day. Let's also talk about how this Atlantic City matchup wasn't the supposed playoff matchup either. Uh, both teams from the other side of the bracket mm-hmm. withdrew from the consolation tournament. Yes. Uh, Atlantic City was uh, eliminated from the state playoff by Washington Township yes. week prior when we played Eastern. They had an open spot. We had an open spot. Why not play a team that was in the state playoff and kind of match up where you are against an old Cape Atlantic League rival as well, a team that, you know, two years ago we went there, the second round of the playoffs, Mm -hmm. you know, when both teams were knocked out. And I think a lot of people underestimated what Vineland was going to be capable of doing against Atlantic City simply because it was a team who was in the consolation bracket, team who made the state bracket, the the proof was in the pudding. The the state bracket team is going to obviously go in and, and win. Right. I, I think that also was evident in terms of fueling you guys throughout that entire game where a lot of people were doubting mm-hmm. the fact that you could have a state playoff team come into your house right. and you couldn't win. I think that resonated with everybody on the field, resonated with your staff, Absolutely. and it was evident by how you guys played that game. Um, listen, again, I give you know credit and kudos to Atlantic City and their coaching staff. Coach Keenan is doing an excellent, excellent job with them kids. Um, so keep it up, Coach. Um, but, yeah, you know, a lot of people doubted us. Um, you know, and it, what's really sad is a lot of people within the violent community, of course, you know, doubting us. And, and that's fine. Doubt, doubt us all you want. It's not a problem. We'll just keep doing what we do. Um, you know, but uh, it's just funny that, you know, our kids, our staff, we just we ate off of that plate and all week we kept on putting in their head. Yeah, this is this is what the thought is. Mm-hmm. This is what the thought even out there. And even the kids, they were coming to us telling us their our own kids are coming back to us telling us that the certain people in the community are. Oh, yeah, you guys will get ran on. Don't worry about it. It happens. I don't know why they scheduled that game. Uh, Coaches should know better. <laughs> of course, because these are Sunday quarterbacks over there, mm-hmm. just, you know. But anyway, um, like I told the kids, I said, don't worry about the outside noise. Worry about what's in here. What's in this locker room is your family outside of your real family. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the bottom line. So if you kids are believing in yourselves, because we believe in every single one of you, let the chips fall where they may come game day, but – I don't know. I think that, you know, I'll, like I said, I'll take our kids over whatever team any day of the week, and we don't duck anybody. We will play whoever. It doesn't matter on the schedule. Um, but it was nice for them to get that win off of a playoff team that is legit. Mm-hmm. They have legitimate speed. At one point, we're beating Washington Township yes. in their playoff game. Yes. You know, so so legitimate team. Um, so, again, you know uh, – you know we don't pay much attention to the to the naysayers out there that are there and they're still squawking and things of that nature but the kids just keep on winding it up and mm-hmm. they keep on winding it up and they know what the picture is longevity wise coming into uh Thanksgiving's game um so they know they know what's at stake and uh we'll be ready even before that we should have a game before that so um you know before the turkey day game we're going to be go ahead, get zoned in before that week so that that way we're ready to play whatever the contender is before Millville. And, I mean, you look at the Atlantic City game, too, outside of, you know, 
quote-unquote garbage time touchdown that they scored at the end that right. ultimately didn't matter in terms of the game because you guys ended up winning. But right. you're up by two scores for majority of the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. So, right. I mean, like, that in and of itself is impressive against a now former playoff team because team. they were eliminated, obviously. Right. But to go in and have a two-score lead late in the game mm-hmm. just shows you, like, how competitive you guys can be when you're thrown toe-to-toe against some of these playoff teams. Right. And, I mean – Rich and I talk about this all the time, you know, pregame and during like our our intro to the broadcast. You look at some of the the surrounding schools that you you beat Eastern, say some of those teams withdraw. Some other schools would be like, all right, season's over. Yeah, we're we're done. You know, we'll pack it in, get ready for your winter sports, get ready for whatever you need to do. Right. I think the fact that the the precedent was set with Coach Russo years ago, uh, with the playoffs and you know scheduling these extra games going into Thanksgiving, knowing that Millville is in the state playoff. They're a talented team. They're going to go deep in their state playoff Mm -hmm. run. Mm -hmm. They're going to keep playing. Why shouldn't we keep playing? I think the fact that you guys continue to schedule games in these, you know, weeks leading after the final regular season game, whether it's qualifying for the the state playoff or going into that consolation tournament and then scheduling games after that, I think that just shows the culture of what violent high school football has become because these kids want to keep playing. Yes. They know the importance of that Millville game at the end of the year, whether right. it's home or away right. and to just stay sharp. Why would you want to just, you know, have intra squad practice matchups where you're not trying to hurt anybody. You're not trying to go out full force no. and practice no. against your own team with the risk of injury or, you know, just the risk of anything happening in practice. I right. think playing actual games has helped this team get better year over year. And it's evident by what's happened this year in a four-game win streak. Absolutely is. Um, it, it's all part of the maturation process for these kids, Kyle. And it's all part of, as you put very well a little while ago, about the culture. Um, we made it a staple in, in, in our, uh, you know, having of this program. And that now I'm talking when I was back with, uh, with Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, to have that type of culture where it's a football culture. Um, you know, we're not ducking anybody. We're playing the best. We want to play the best. It's, I mean, you do not want to play down levels. You want to play up. So we schedule whoever's available. Oh, you're, you're a playoff team? Fine. Let's go. Let's go. Because even if we were to lose that game, we're gaining invaluable experience on that field. We're understanding what it is within the levels of play, right? There's some teams that have unbelievable wide receivers. Hence, Atlantic City. All four of their wide receivers, legitimate. All four. For everybody at home, they have arguably the number one wide receiver in the state. In the state. Number two is a problem for anybody. Okay? Unbelievable. You're looking at a kid who's 6'3", 6'4". Getting recruited by every SEC school known yes. to man. Okay? Um, you know, and, and, and I know there's another wide receiver out there from the neighboring town, Mr. Brooks. Unbelievable Extremely as well. talented as well. Unbelievable as well. So, kudos to the South Jersey kids, period. But, again, not to digress from Atlantic City, they had legitimate mm-hmm. receivers, man. And um, our kids did an excellent job, in my opinion, all day long against all four of them. Um, you know, and we made sure we told them during the week, that number two is a problem. He really is for any any defense. So fast. <laughs> and so, runs routes crisp, beautiful hands, great athlete. But if we play our style of ball and we do all the little intangibles, we'll be fine. We will be more than fine. And if you notice, we didn't just have Saquon on him. We had Terrell cover him. We had Mason cover him. We didn't want no one to get scared away by his speed. By No. Let's all work together to go ahead and nullify anything major that he can do and make everything run through him. If they're going to win, they're going to win with that number mm-hmm. two. And we made sure that we put it into that. Um, so, again, our, our D-backs and our, our linebackers were playing phenomenal. Not to mention up front, we were getting beautiful pressure on that quarterback. Because I'll tell you what, that's one of the best quarterbacks. Quietly, and a lot of people don't, don't know it or don't understand it, but I'll tell you right now, that number 12 for Atlantic City is the real deal. Very talented. Very talented kid. You let him sit back there and just do do back there, he's going to pick any team apart. I don't care what you are. Like, he's probably, for everybody at home who may have met, like, I'd say he's probably in the top three quarterbacks you guys All have day played long. this year, and he's probably not number three. No. No. He is that good. He is that talented. He has that strong of an arm. 
um, the kid was solid. It's just that we got early pressure on him. He didn't, you know, he was getting the happy feet. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the main cogs that we were trying to let the kids know. If we can get him having happy feet, he's not going to get comfortable. And that means number two will not be comfortable. Because if he can't get the ball out there, that's showtime for do. us. There's nothing that number two can really do for you know to us. We're number one. He was another mm -hmm. one, um, you know. But the kids played within themselves, and they rallied at the at, at that nice crescendo of a of a win for us. So. And I think for a majority of the game, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Saquon was on number two yes. most of the game. Most of the game, yes. What well, Saquon should put that entire game on his huddle mm. package. Because I think he already did. <laughs> that was his best game of the season. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I saw him before the game. He still owes me one. I told him <laughs> to get me an interception. I got you. He still owes me one. He almost had two. He did. Uh, he did. But what a performance. Like, to see his development, we talked about it on the broadcast too, like to see his development from week zero to where he is now, putting him on an island against the best receiver in New Jersey right now, arguably – that just shows, like, his development, his growth, and just, like, his confidence in himself to be like, yeah, put me on an island. I'll take him one-on-one. I'll on take one. him one-on-one. Yeah, and that's that's Saquon. He only wants to go up against – not only, but he loves the challenge of going up against their number one. And you need that as a DB. Like, the unbelievable – an unfathomable confidence you need as a defensive back right. in order to be successful – I think is more than any position in football, yeah. like even more so than quarterback, because you can get a playback if you're a quarterback right. in the blink of an eye. If you're a corner and you give up a big play, you have to be able to reset so quickly. Yeah, it's unreal. So to have that confidence that he has is super impressive. Uh, that young man has been again. I've been on him since even before we even touched the field. That first episode, he is electric. He is. A, a discipline beyond his years, um, student of the game, constantly watching film, um, and really studies film. Like he really, he'll break things down. Like just just like the, all the coaches tell him, you know, you have to break everything down into even up to the mannerisms of that wide receiver coming up to the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. That can tell. That can be a, a a telltale sign of oh, every time he runs an in route, this is how he comes to the line of scrimmage. Uh, every time he runs a fade, you know, his hand – for there's certain mannerisms your body just can't let go of. His hand falls by the wayside, and then he comes up. That's when I know he's going to run a, a fade. Like, And he has it down to where any little mannerism that a guy does, he just knows by watching so much film. So uh, Saquon is going to be something to, <laughs> something to talk about, but even more so come his senior year next year. Yeah, I mean, to have him, Xavion, Mason – all still as technically underclassmen because they're underclassmen. not seniors, yeah. uh, is unreal for this defense. And yeah. I'm sure Cliff Smith is <laughs> just, like, so excited that yeah. most of his defense is going to be back next year. Yes. Um, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, talk about our all-conference selections and honorable right. mentions, and then we'll, uh, we'll gear up for what could be on the horizon, a little – Preview, preview of, okay. of Turkey Day, and uh, don't go anywhere. You're watching Guzman's Gridiron on Underground Sports Philadelphia. And welcome back, everybody. So, yeah, all-conference uh, mm -hmm. voting was last week. That's why there wasn't uh, a show last week, but nope. there was good reason. A lot of selections uh, from the fighting clan yes. for the all-conference team. A lot of first-team all-conference selections as well. Coach, give us the rundown. This feels like just the cherry on top of what this season has turned out to be, uh, to just see the unbelievable talent on this, this Fighting Clan roster get recognized for how well they've played this year. Um, you know, our, our kids, I uh, I went on the uh, – I went over to, to the All-Star Committee uh, this past week. I believe it was Wednesday, right? Yes. Wednesday we went and, um, you know, got there and, and, and now you're, I'm looking at my old coach and, you know, coach Pete and I'm looking at other coaches, coach Jimmy, just a lot of guys that I grew up with and now are head coaches, you know, um, and we get into that room and it's like, okay, here's 
Kingsway. Here's Washington Township. Here's Clearview, right? Holy Spirit and good old violin, right? Same room, same conference. And um, I'll tell you what, all those gentlemen were professionals, man. Um, every single head coach there was was definitely professional. They didn't have no chip on their shoulder and trying to, you know, throw their weight around. Oh, well, I've been here 15 years. It was uh, very, you know, cut and dry who, you know, how the voting process was. Um, and I managed to get nine of our guys on there, man. I managed to get nine <laughs> of our guys in there. So, you know, it was it was pretty cool, pretty fun. Um, you know, I have I mean if, if I could read it off real quick. Absolutely. It's fine. All right, let me get let me get the trusty iPhone out. That ain't no plug for iPhones. They got enough plugs. <laughs> <laughs> but if they do want us, if Apple hey, wants hey, to come hey, through hey, and throw hey, us the hey, bag. That's fine. That's we'll, fine, Apple. We'll get Apple headsets for the sidelines, <laughs> all that good stuff. You heard it, Apple. <laughs> Come on, man. So, uh, let's see. So, for the Continental Division, uh, first team offense, we have Patrick Gilbert made it for the O-line. Um, we also have Tyrell Powell made it for athlete. Uh, we also have Mason Afanador that made it for athlete. Um, uh, Continental, Continental Division, First team defense, we had Olafemi Sode, made it for D-line. We have also, we have Ryan Maven, who made it for D-back. We have Saquon Anderson, who made it for D-back. Um, oh, no. Went away. Why? Technical difficulties. <laughs> no. Um. We also had Xavion Diaz make it for honorable mention offense. We had um, Gavin Gallo make it for honorable mention um, defense, defensive line. Um, I think that covers all nine. Yeah, Diaz, Gallo, and... We also had that all-conference golden leg. Oh, wait! Colin, I'm so sorry. I know <laughs> I, I know right now he's probably like, but coach, me. 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 <laughs> me. And Colin Grafe absolutely made it. Uh, the golden leg was definitely in there. It, it was crazy because for his, so for his, the guy's like, uh, we're talking and, and, you know, the Holy Spirit guy's like, uh, so coach, who do you have for I said, Golden Lake's got to be up there. You know, I'm selling him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Golden Lake said, yes, Colin Grafe, man. He has plenty of points on the board for us. He goes, Coach, I just want to let you know, my guy was five for five for field goals, 22 for 22 point after tries. Well, he wasn't that good. Not, not that good. All right, because your kid was perfect, okay? But my kid was really good. He goes, how about we do this? My kid field goal or, or yeah, field goal kicker. And your kid punter, I said, that works for me because he, either side, yep, he was booting the ball beautifully, beautifully. So that's what he got. He got um first team punter, and punter I mean, Colin Gray. great job, Colin. He put put a little razzle dazzle on that award against Atlantic City because Dude. that rollout forty yard nuke he's of a, a mag- punt, he's a magic man, Dude. was absurd. I thought he was tackled for a I'm going to be honest. I was like, oh, my God. I thought he was dead in the water. Yeah. Like, there's four guys beaming at him, and he finds a little window. A little window he to rolled his right. out like a quarterback. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going Bing. There goes the ball with a beautiful roll away from the like, target. Like, completely changed the field. Yes. It, like, curved like Beckham. I don't know. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? You know what? All right, Colin. I'll let, all right, come over here. Let me talk to you. What happened? Yeah, coach, they were, it's all right. Go ahead. Keep practicing. You need some water? Yeah. <laughs> that punt was unreal. Uh, he's he's the magic man. He is the magic man, and um, you know, all the kids love him. You know, they he's he's somebody that again a quiet leader on that team. Just a quiet leader, and just does everything. They I I want to say that I got all nine right. I think I said, so. Yeah, yeah. Um. He does all the intangibles, Kyle, and I, I just – this is a kid. Is It's going to be hard to to replace a kid like that. It's going to be really hard to replace a kid like that. But um, 
Colin being Colin, he's working with one of my young kids. He's a sophomore. Um, you know, uh, he's doing his thing with him, um, getting him prepared for, you know, his exit and hopefully this young man's entry um, into something good for Vineland High School football. It's been really cool the past couple of weeks, too, seeing Henry Garten back on the sidelines yes. and, and supporting the team. That's been a lot of fun. Uh, mm -hmm. We've had quite a few guests uh, yes. at these past couple home games, and I met one of them uh, against Atlantic City. Albright's head coach was yes. in the building, which yes. was very cool to see to come out and uh, watch the team play in a matchup like that, to have you know collegiate-level coaches coming out to these games as well to kind of take in high-intensity Gatone Stadium. How right. cool is that for you? Um, it was really nice. You know, the coach for Albright, um, thank you again, sir, for coming by and, and checking our kids out. He was a pleasure to be around, you know, um, very, very positive, very happy to have came and, and seen the action he, uh, he saw because he actually left with a few more names on his list, um, not to mention the names he was already looking at when he got there. So, um, again, I, I appreciate, um, you know, you guys coming down and, and, you know, taking a look at our kids and our kids appreciate it as well. Especially on a Thursday. Yeah. I mean, this, this guy just, you know, class act through and through. Um, you know, so again, kudos to him and and his college, and and we wish them nothing but the best. Yeah, I mean, forward. to have the the fans come out to the student section, yes. the band, the cheerleaders these past couple Thursdays. Catone Stadium has been rocking. It's been nice. like it's been loud. It's been boisterous. It's yep. been an unfriendly place for the opponent. Right, and couple that with the coolest uniforms you guys have those blackout <laughs> jerseys are awesome. awesome uh it has been just a chaotic environment for an opponent to come into and that's yep. what the playoffs are all about yes that's yes. what you want it to be when you have opponents coming into your house in a high stakes environment talk mm -hmm. about just like we talked about that early in the season wanting to build it to be that way right and it feels like as the season's gone along it's, it's gotten there. louder and louder and more packed it's been fun seeing the turnouts every single game. Um, listen, again, I, I give thanks to the community for coming out and the numbers they have been. Um, thank you also for, for, you know, again, just watching the kids um, and, and, you know, making sure that you guys are, are holding a, a, a standard up in them stands. Um, so, again, kudos to you guys, um, you know, coming out and holding that standard up because all we want is, is – we want the visiting team to leave. All right, it could be a hostile environment, so to speak, but we want them to leave saying, wow, what a hell of a ride that mm -hmm. was. Huh? They, they had, you know, from student section, the cheerleaders to the band, everything was class A. Um, there was no, you know, demeaning of the team when they're walking by, throwing stuff, none of that. It was all in the spirit of the game. It was all positive, and um, we just came into a, a, a rowdy it's place. Classy chaos. Classy chaos. I like it. I like it. Classy chaos. He can copyright that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Kyle. It's like um, that's all. That's all that I want for this football team. Not only the football team, but for the town to be, you know, recognized for you know the positives and not no negativity at all you know so again kudos to the community for coming out and holding up that standard mini bye week this week obviously with no school it makes sense to mm -hmm. to not have uh, a game this week but you guys are prepping for next week to be right. in a game like preparation uh scenario right. obviously still trying to get the semantics of that scheduling going as of this recording but uh, to to kind of have, you know, this week off, what is that going to do for you guys in terms of just getting guys healthy that may need to, you know, rest right. up a little bit and then going into next week with uncertainty to a degree of, you know, who are we playing, when are we playing type of situation. Right. What is that preparation like for you guys to be in a, a state of game prep for a week but not exactly knowing the full-on semantics of that game? Um, nothing changes nothing changes are are on our end rather by way of how we're going about you know the work week so to speak the only thing that's changing is that i'm giving the kids off for this week in lieu of you know us playing back to back to back games these kids bodies are they're they're hurting a little bit you know um so i'd rather go into that following week 
as 100% as you can be, which it's never 100% right. in football. Especially um, at this point in the no, season. No, no, absolutely not. But at least the kids will have that respite where their bodies will be a lot better, um, their minds will be a lot clearer. Not many teams get two bye weeks in the no, season. No, no. So it, it's, it, we're in a good predicament, Kyle. We really are. We're in a really good predicament. Um, but as far as the mental, uh, you know, the film work, all that mental preparation is on the table. Um, we might not know who by way of who we're going to play this following week, um, but all the fundamentals of, of our defenses, all the fundamentals of our offenses and special teams, they're all on the table. Mm -hmm. That's not changing at all. And um, so the kids know that. Um, they're constantly preparing for that on huddle on their own time. And um, we're just going to see where these, you know, chips fall, where uh, we find out who exactly we're going to play this upcoming week. Um, before the big Thanksgiving bash. And obviously not to look too far ahead to Thanksgiving because there's right. still a potential game on the table. But absolutely, going back to the matchup against number two from Atlantic City, knowing his talent, his skill set, and how he is arguably the number one receiver in South yes. Jersey, lots here Brooks is the 1-1-A one, one uh, from Millville. How much of a benefit was it for you guys to play Atlantic City to see how Saquon, Mason, Xavion, and Tank all matched up against number two from AC? Mm-hmm to have them kind of almost prepare in a uh, an adjacent way for right. Lotsier again, who a, a player that they've seen before uh, to a degree, you know, obviously having seen him the past couple of years playing right. for Millville, to have that in-game preparation for a receiver of that caliber, how beneficial was it to have that matchup against Atlantic City to prepare for a matchup against Millville and especially a one-on-one -on -one type of matchup against Lotsier? Um, it's invaluable experience. I mean, um, again, all – I'm going to say all five, not all four. All five of Atlantic City's uh, receivers were all had speed, um, all had good hands, all were <laughs> vertically inept, <laughs> you know, from being – they didn't really have a slot receiver. Mm -hmm. They were all six-footers and up. Um, you know, their catching ability, their route ability, their route running ability um, – these are all things that are invaluable for our kids as, you know, our D-backs and our linebackers. Um, and they definitely took advantage of all that uh, knowledge that they gained on that game field. Um, and we, in turn, uh, you know, also internalized all this information that we were gathering, um, being so that we, again, we're not trying to look ahead, right? But if you're a coach, you are looking mm -hmm. ahead. You know, I'm not talking from the player's perspective. I'm talking from our coaching perspective. We got to um, – A preparation yeah, perspective. Yeah. We got to make sure that, wait, are the games that we are aligning, are they in line with what's to come? And I believe that uh, myself and the coaching staff, we're doing just that. We're aligning our games to ultimately um, place us in a better position uh, to possibly – you know, shock the world come Turkey Day. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Atlantic City's quarterback, one of the more underrated, you know, top-tier quarterbacks in South he Jersey. Is. Can throw the ball at will. Can That's roll exactly out what everything. Jacob Zamat can do for Millville. He's one mm -hmm. of the more talented quarterbacks mm -hmm. in the state as well. Uh, and I think Atlantic City is almost a very close mirror match, if you will, in terms of just, like, talent at certain positions. Right that Millville has that same talent at those certain positions as well to right. not exactly give you film on Millville, but it no. gives you film to study to prepare for what's to come against Millville. Absolutely. Uh, you know, again, you can't practice speed. Either you have speed or you don't. And, again, every one of those receivers that we faced this past week were fast. Um, legitimately fast. Some some faster than others. Mm -hmm. Um but again, you know, it gives you that that information that you're going to need moving forward, and uh, we're going to build upon it. We're going to go ahead and make sure that we have a game plan in place first and foremost for the team that we're uh, knock on wood that we should play before uh, you know the Thanksgiving bash. Um, but yeah, we're 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 prepping and ready to rock and roll come uh, come this work week coming up instead of fast-forwarding time and making it all right well we only have one more game left mm -hmm. the bat you know the thanksgiving bash now we have two more games left one before to really get us synced in and then let the chips fall where they may against the neighboring town and if things go the way that you guys as a team believe they can in this upcoming potential matchup 
the worst you can finish this season is right at that 500 line. Yeah. How yeah. cool is that to just know that you had that rough patch against top flight teams that you're willing to play year in and year out. You knew what was, you know, on the deck against those right. teams. Some of those games you were in could have mm-hmm. potentially won. And then to go on this streak now to get to 500 with a potential to go above 500 for the first time, if right. things go the way that you expect them to by knowing the preparation and the talent on this team, right? you could finish one game above, two games above, or at 500. I don't think anybody, if you ask them whether they were in the area or outside of the area, outside of who's in that locker room and in this little circle that you guys have created right. as that extended family, would have ever believed. You're right. A first-year head coach, uh, a defensive coordinator going to offensive coordinator, unknowns at quarterback – you would have thought you were you were pitching a Disney movie. Um, it was definitely yeah. It was uh, it was like that veil that was put over us. Like eh, they just count them out. Okay, um, and that's fine. I love being the underdog. I love it because we just stay hungry. See, that's the problem. See, <laughs> you don't feed us. We just <laughs> stay hungry. It's okay. It's not a problem. And that's what I tell the kids: just stay hungry, man. Stay hungry. Stay focused. You know, never settle. Don't settle, man. Let's roll, you know. And the kids have really, um, they've bought into that that thinking, um, you know. And as far as, you know, people thinking, you know, oh, yeah. And, and again, the words were out there. And t- I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've heard, too, um, the whispers, you know, <laughs> through, through, the, through the space, if you will. But it doesn't mean anything to me, man. I, I have really thick skin. I can care less what people think of me. You're going to – the only thing I – you're going to respect my kids. Mm-hmm. Me, I can care less. You learn to respect me. My kids, that's a, that's the trigger for me. Don't mess with my kids and don't disrespect them, and you'll, you don't, you won't even know I'm the head coach. Right. You really don't. There's people <laughs> – there's officials like last week. They're coming around. They come right to me. Hey, hey uh, head coach around the – I just pointed, and then I went around where <laughs> where the other coaches were, and I went around, and then I was, they're like, did you find us? I said, I'm right here. And they all started laughing. <laughs> you know, it, it's okay. I have no problem with it, Kyle. I have zero problem. Just, they're the, the stars, my kids. Go interview them. Go, you know, talk to them. I'm just me, man. I, I, I'm just here. It you was, know what I mean? It was hilarious during the broadcast. Rich got an eye on Marcelino and said, you know that saying about when you spend too much time around somebody, they start to look like you? Marcelino looks like a young Jose Goose. <laughs> <laughs> he said the mannerisms, the way he just talks and moves his hands, they've spent a lot of time together. <laughs> Listen, I love that dude. Uh, Marcelino, again, I, I keep on saying it. He has been such a breath of fresh air to this team, to the coaching staff. He enjoys what he does. He loves football. Loves it. Loves it to the point where he's like, Coach, so <laughs> next year maybe I can um, help out another. I said, in whatever capacity you want to help out, man, you already proved yourself this year yep. by taking over the whole special teams unit. See, I didn't want to overwhelm Marcelino. You know what I mean? So at first I had him helping out with the O-line, helping out with the D-line. But then after a little bit of time, I'm like, do you want a whole gig, man? Coach, I'll, you know how you get there. Mm-hmm. Coach, I'll, I was like, how about you take over the special teams? And he's done it beautifully. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want no one else touching that special teams unit at all but Marcelino. He's doing an excellent job. Uh, let's talk about the alumni. Let's, let's talk about the alumni. Because you haven't seen this video, so you're going to get a first reaction here to old Pop in Germany <laughs> spending oh, yeah. two hours yeah. after the game signing autographs. He said, not – these, these people don't get to see the Kansas City Chiefs play football every single day. They don't get to see me play football every single year. So I'm going to give my time to what they deserve. And I thought that was just the – if you know Pop, that's, that's pop. the inner Pop just showcasing yeah. on an international level. In Germany, Chiefs get a big-time win, and then he spends hours in a foreign country after the game signing every autograph that comes up. Um, You know th- – Thank you for showing me this, man, because, uh, you know, that kid there, man, is just he, – he's special. And, and and I've said it 
many a times, but people really don't understand how special Pop is. Like, he's special in that, yeah, he's this unbelievable running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Everyone by now should know that. Okay, that's great. But it's the stuff that you don't see, Mm -hmm. man. It's this two hours signing autographs. Not because his agent said, hey, Pop, that would be a pretty good move for you to go ahead and sign some. No. No. Another player that doesn't need the PR, you know, boost. And, 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 And call it what you will, maybe it's in our family genetics, but we don't need it. I don't care if you put me on a pedestal. Yeah, Coach Guzman, one of the. He's the same way. Mm-hmm. You don't care. All right, whatever. I'm going to fly in. I'm going to go to my mom's house, get some home cook, you know, cooking for my mom, chill out with my dad and my brother. Like, I'm I'm with my family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so that right there, if that doesn't put everything in perspective on how not just Pop is, Jamil, Noah Sansloan, you know, I mean, it, the Donovan list Bennett, goes, Donovan Tyreen Bennett, Powell. Tyreen Powell. I mean, it goes on and on. Naheem Anderson, Mm -hmm. these kids, or these young men, rather, are selfless, man. They really are. They're not about, oh, yeah, I got the latest, greatest, and I'm – no. You might pass Pop in a store, not even know that you Mm -hmm. just passed him. He was just at a local whatever, and he was just – he wanted to get something to eat or some shirt or something. He just saw he pops in. No bodyguards, no nobody with him, and then leaves. Mm -hmm. That's it. Normal. Uh, you know, I can't say enough about that kid or all them kids we just named. I, I, and, again, I use the word kid <laughs> with love and respect because <laughs> I know you guys are grown men, you know. It's just it seems like yesterday I was messing around in this off, in this very yep. office with them. <laughs> no, don't write that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and write that. Like, what are you doing? Stop. You know, stuff like that. You know, stop writing on the board. You know, and now they're – Adults. Yeah, like they're – it's just it's unreal. Weird. It's weird. It's very weird. One minute I'm throwing an eraser at him or something. <laughs> Next minute, you know, he's catching a touchdown pass. And get, like it's 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 pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. I love it. I love every minute of it just because I know that all the men that we just mentioned, they don't change who they are. They are them through and through, and they're all good people, man, all real good people. So I hope Germany – I hope you guys enjoyed not just the game – but really connecting with people that are real people that are just like me and you, you know, they just go ahead and, and live out their daily lives in a, in a, in a normal way, man, normal way. So thank you again for taking care of, um, you know, the family over there in Germany. Jamil started a podcast on Instagram live. He's been doing yes. it the past few weeks yes. uh, with the music industry. And I think, it just goes to show you more and more that, you know, his creativity has no bounds. None. Uh, nope. You know, from making music and now he's, you know, chopping it up with, with music artists yes. across the industry. Uh, I'm just waiting to get that Instagram the notification. The <laughs> uh, not only for myself, but when it'll say, like, uh, Team Demby has gone live with, you know, Drake or Lil Wayne or something like that. Because Guess that's something Kyle he Bennett. would do. Th- that's something that would not shock me is some sort of high-profile no. artist no way. going on Instagram Live with Jamil because that's just who Jamil is. Yes. Um, Jamil is, is again, a horse of a different color, man. He really <laughs> is, dude. He really is. He is a special guy. Um, you know, this town loves him. This town rallies behind Jamil. Um, you know, us as the coaching staff, we love him. We rally behind him, and we wish him only the best, him and his, and his lovely wife. Um, who was roasting him in his Instagram comments the Jamil. other day. Come on, Jamil. He, he posted on, Jamil. these awesome <laughs> pictures with a Rolls Royce, and uh, his awesome wife uh, Beautiful white the Rolls comments, Royce too. said, uh, knee so bad had to park in the handicap spot. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, if wow. that's not love, I don't know what yeah, is. It's love. It's love. <laughs> it's okay, Jamil. It's love. You know what though, man? She's she's a great person. She's man. awesome. She's a great person. He married a great one, and he deserves to be happy in his life. So, kudos to you. Keep doing it, Jamil. You're awesome, brother. And I know Tyreem is is healing up, but yep. uh, you see, Rutgers yep. run the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> what a play, dude! It, it you know they they may have not come away with that Ohio State you know uh, win, but um, I'll tell you what, them kids were playing their behinds off that first half. I. I 
you were like, hmm, it might. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, things started to, to go with the way of uh, Ohio State. But um, Coach Ciano again, phenomenal job. Him and his coaching staff, phenomenal job with them kids. Um, you know, just to get them to rally to play a team of that magnitude, number one team in the nation, yes. Not bad. Not bad. And I thought Not some bad. things could have happened because it feels like Ohio State and a lot of the Big Ten's a little distracted right now with that whole Michigan situation. Yeah, yeah. That's another <laughs> That's another story for another day, man. That That's – what are we doing, man? It just man? continues to that's develop. That's my boy, man. Harbaugh, man. I just – Thanks. It is He used to be my Niners head coach. <laughs> like, what, what are we doing, dude? What it's is? such a weird situation, too, that, like – it's like the Astros thing, right? The don't, don't, don't. It started off as something that sounded so innocent that, yeah. like, anybody can go in the stands and just have their cell phone and recording a game the entire time. Yeah. But then you hear, like, that guy was writing, like, a 600-page manifesto about oh, yeah. the future of Michigan. And I was like, anybody who's writing a 600-page manifesto on anything – uh, you're a little sus. Yeah, <laughs> something, something a little off. Your noodle might be a little drained up there. Something's something's off. Something's not something's, okay. Yeah. And then just like everyone getting conspiratorial with uh, a photo on the sidelines of like I think it was Eastern or Central Michigan, right? And it was allegedly this guy, and they were like photoshopping to like overlap to see if it was the, it was, <laughs> if it's the same guy. It was the funniest thing to just follow along with because the more and more it progressed, right. the crazier and crazier the story everyone got, right? sounded. Right. And it was just like, I don't pay too much attention to college football outside of the guys from Vineland because right. that's all I care about. Right. But this was just like, I'm just getting my popcorn. <laughs> and, and I'm going to go ahead and watch you it. act like absolute <laughs> lunatics because this is awesome. Um, My brother-in-law and I were like, we need somebody to explain this to us like we're four. Right. Because this makes no sense. It's tough, man. All this, you know, peekaboo action with the binoculars, the whole I, Yeah, things happen hey, like NCAA, that. Hey, NCAA, you want to fix it? <laughs> put put the headsets in the helmets like they do at every other level. Yeah. That'll yeah. change things real quick. Yeah. You don't have to worry about signs dealing. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, I don't know, man. I think they have other things on their plate, though, too. You know? Too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you would think. But very unfortunate because, like I said, I, I, I love Harbaugh, man. I love him. He's a defensive genius, and he was my Niners coach, like I said. But, hey. If he's smart, he'll get out of Dodge after this year. <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell you something else. I don't think Harbaugh leaves. I don't think so either. I don't think he, he's like the king over there. I think they go like this. Hey, you know what? Yep. Sometimes things happen. It wasn't right? you, coach. It wasn't you. It was this guy. Get him out of here. <laughs> what are you going to do next year for us, coach? Um, yeah, like I said, I wish him not, you know, no bad ill will. Yeah. Um, I hope everything works out and, and and he learns from his mistakes and, you know, everyone learns from their mistakes and they move on. Um but, yeah, tough. That was tough. That was tough. It was, was weird. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to our alumni. Next week we'll be back hopefully previewing right. uh, a matchup against another team, getting yes. ready for, uh, you know, just another playoff game, right. if you will. Right. Uh, right. And then, obviously, we'll have the big one going into <laughs> Turkey Day at Millville. Yep. And, uh, like you always say, Play the chips where they lie. Play the chips where they lie, man. This is football, and it's high school football. Anything could happen. Um, you know, there's been upsets before um, where people think that a certain team's going to win and then the other team winds up winning. So, um, you know, I know that we're going to be ready for – before we get there, we'll be ready for the team that, that's anticipatory to that. Um, and then, uh, again, we'll be fully motivated. And rearing to go come Thanksgiving bash. And also shout out to Coach Russo being in the building on Thursday night too. Yeah. It was good to see Coach uh, back at Catone Stadium and, and taking in the game. Uh, always fun chopping he it up with him. He surprised me, man. I love that dude. Thanks again, Coach. Um, again, you know how we are, bro. It's family all the way to, to the death and beyond, brother. So uh, big thank you to all of our listeners. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts in audio form, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or anywhere in between. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia, so you don't miss out on the Guzman's Gridiron in video form. Uh, 
premieres live pretty much every Wednesday night around 7.30, 8 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. We're in the chat. Premieres just like a TV show does yes. on cable television. It's that cool. Shout out to YouTube. My son, Carmelo Guzman, wanted to tell you great job with that. He loves the fact, He loves the fact that he could comment and stuff. So, see, Melo, I got you Look too. Look at that. Dottie, love you. I know. He's watching. Coach Belfie's watching every oh, single Bells week. Is, Bells is in there. Yeah, he's in there watching. So, he's in subscribe there watching. to the YouTube, and uh, we'll be back next week previewing another playoff game and the, the precursor to Turkey Day. So, we'll see you then. I woke up saying it's about time. Relentless. Like